Are you a fan Hello. of the- <laughs> Austin? <laughs> That's so great. Okay. All right. You ready? Yep. We can't do it. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> say it. I'm trying to hold it together, man. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll I'll do it for real. <laughs> okay, for real. Right. Uh, are you a fan of the band Ice Nine Kills? What about the horror movies that inspire them? Yeah. Well, if you are, then you're in the right place. <laughs> Welcome to Silver Screams and Horror Scenes. Uh, I'm Matt. I'm Macho Man. He's Macho Man. <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, welcome, special guest co-host. Yeah. Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. Isn't he dead? Yeah. <laughs> Back from the grave. <laughs> Back again. We buried him in the pet cemetery, <laughs> and he's back and more, more menacing than ever. That'd be a great random video. <laughs> That would break the internet of just Macho Man coming alive from the Pet Cemetery, and it's all a parody, an Eminem parody. Or it's not a parody, and it's just real life. Yeah, that sounds like something that would happen today. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, welcome to the show. Uh, in this show, we take a look at the songs off the Silver Scream albums by Ice Nine Kills which are all uh, inspired by different horror movies that I've never seen. Yeah. And Austin has never heard these songs. Nope. So uh, we're going to find Austin's favorite song, my favorite movie, and the song that did the best job at catching the movie. Ca- capturing. And, gonna, and each expert going to tell each other why their favorite is wrong. Yes. I know I made that <laughs> joke before, but like now I'm starting to make a canon. <laughs> are you? <laughs> <laughs> like, to I'm going to do though, that. We haven't really done that. Like I've given no. my movie list and you haven't been like, you're wrong. And same with you and your songs. Like, you know what? I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to say any of it until the last. Um, okay. To, you're going to rank my rankings. Last, yeah. Until the last minute. <laughs> it's going to be secret. And you're going to realize you've been that harsh. <laughs> you kept right. it. You kept wow. It. He's been a dick this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You kept that inner thought this whole time. I thought what we have was special. <laughs> But yeah, um, last episode we listened to Funeral Derangements and the movie it was inspired by, Pet Cemetery. Cemetery. C- Pet Cemetery. 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 Before we get into all this, though, uh, I've got to ask Austin his horror question. Yeah, it's um, skin, um. Austin's horror question. Because <laughs> Austin is the. Uh, uh horror Doo-doo movie head. expert dude oh yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah let, let me find my list of questions real quick see if i got a good Ooh, one yeah. For you. oh yeah oh <laughs> yeah smack it to a question <laughs> <laughs> okay um i got one for you no you uh, don't okay i lied you're right yeah <laughs> But um, what in your opinion is the best standalone horror movie where it has no sequels, no remakes, just one singular movie? 
Um, first of all, let me think. Let me find a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, does does this even exist? Yeah, let me. You're really gonna have to make me think. Um, because at this point, I'm I'm gonna probably have to go to the B movie realm. Um, I do also enjoy B movie with Jerry Seinfeld. B- <laughs> that was a standalone. Yeah. There were no sequels. There were no, that's there a been. damn crime. <laughs> <laughs> you think B-Movie 2 would be great while I think about a movie with no sequels? Dude, you know how many fucking times I've seen B-Movie? <laughs> really? Too many. Really? Too You know what? Many. We we had a discussion. <laughs> Feel free to check out my YouTube channel. but we uh, Maybe I'll post and share a link. But we had a discussion about the B-Movie. Did you? Um, how much? No, listen, listen. It, it's... How much money would you have to pay at a gas pump um, to watch the entire B-movie on a gas pump TV? <laughs> Dude. Like, like, how much gas and how much would you have to pay oh, at, like... Too much money, <laughs> Like, could somebody... I would like to see somebody do it. Like, there's just, just... do the math on that. <laughs> like, what if the movie pauses... And then, like, they have to bring another car, and then they fill it, and then, like, the movie, <laughs> like, every couple you, seconds you, or yeah, something. Yeah, like, that would be a lot of fucking money, man. That probably so, costs like, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you would be like, I gotta find out how the fuck this movie is. <laughs> I gotta pay another mortgage on the home. <laughs> It'd be, uh, but I come up with my answer now okay. that I'm brainstorming. Um, this one's actually. This one I never would have thought of if I would have hadn't looked at my VHS pile I have to the right of me. Um, you said no sequels, no remakes. Yeah, just a standalone single horror movie. Um, well, we talked about um, pet. Uh, we talked about Stephen King with Pet Cemetery. This is another Stephen King story, which, if I'm not mistaken, doesn't have a remake. Surprisingly, and it's Christine. Oh, yeah. Um. It doesn't have sequels. Um, it's a great fucking movie because it's like the perfect PB and J of like John Carpenter directing a movie that's based off of a Stephen King story. Like, oh, how did fucking, Carpenter what, direct that? Yeah, like what more? Can, yeah, he scores the music in it, and it's great. It is fun. His music and movies have always been great. Christine is like. It's it's his mix of electronics, uh, like music from like the early eight, you know, like that, uh, key, like a great time to be messing with keyboards and making it terrifying, but also sympathetic. It's like it's weird that a horror person could be on like a new wave music style, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> but would you recommend that movie? I've never seen it. Yes, I would. Okay, as I, corny as it sounds yeah, about I a killer, thought it looked art, so goofy, <laughs> like. But it's the thing is, it's also like, uh, it's a sympathetic movie too of like a coming of age dark story. Okay. Um, I had, um, I hadn't watched it in so long. I did read the book and I liked it. Um, but I rewatched it not that long ago with my wife and I was like, all the music cues of like that John Carpenter does and like the way they film it, it looks amazing. Like when the car rebuilds itself, it's just like it it not being CGI. Like that's probably why it hasn't been remade. It's like perfect. Like, and that's saying something. Like the special effects are like perfect in that movie. Yeah, I, I gotta check that out at some point. I will. Yeah, it it's it's 
It's definitely a great one. But yeah, no sequels, no remakes. Uh, Hell yeah. And it's great. Well, that was Austin's horror question. Uh, do you have a music question today? I do got a... Um, uh, <laughs> Um, so Matt, we are doing a podcast about music. What? And so with music, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with music comes musicians. And so if you had to do a podcast with any musician Ooh. as a co-host, who would you choose? Ooh. That's a good question. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not going to say, like, Spencer from Ice Nine Kills, just because I feel like that would be, like, the obvious <laughs> answer, you know. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I know that uh, he likes a lot of bands that I really like, like, Senses Fail and stuff like that, and, like, mm -hmm. older emo and, like, punk oh, music. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like their one song that was on Guitar Hero 3. Um, I don't know. Ooh. I don't know what song it was, but, um, you know, I'd I'd have to say maybe, like, uh someone from one of my other favorite bands like uh dan campbell from the wonder years i feel like he's got like a great grasp on not just like classic like punk music but like more modern like underground stuff too so so maybe him yeah so so with him having that knowledge would you feel like you could also at a personal level have like a good chemistry too to like have a uh, podcast? i'd like to think so but who knows we could have no chemistry whatsoever. <laughs> whatsoever. Right. Like, it could just be terrible. <laughs> it's, it's like he dominates it. It makes you seem like this like shadowed Probably. person and you don't really get yeah. to say much. And then it's like the weirdest thing ever, but it ends up becoming like right. huge or then, something. You know, another answer would be maybe someone from like, I don't want to say like a smaller band, but you know, someone that like is closer to my age, like uh maybe Joey Duffy from the band Cliff Diver. Like, I don't know. I feel like me and him would get get in like a good routine with our music taste. Is that one of those hip new bands all the young kids is, are talking yeah, about? Yeah, they're, they're getting up there. Yeah, shout out Cliff Diver. Go oh man, <laughs> well, all the sounds like all the hip young kids are getting jiggy <laughs> with the Cliff Diver. Right. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, one of them. But yeah, um, cool, cool. So yeah, speaking of music and all that, uh, let's get into the track here. Yeah. So today we're going to be checking out, I believe it's the seventh. Yeah, it's got, I think it's the seventh track on the album. It's hard to know because there's two yeah. songs that we did in the first seven. episode. So it kind of threw yeah. everything off. I, I believe this is number seven on the album. Yeah. And, I mean, in seven, that's like, you're, you're stepping into secondhand territory at the counting scale. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm getting my second hands involved with seven. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's so a yeah, big step. Um, so, what which movie did you guess? Uh, was Alien? No, it was Harold you, and you, Kumar. Yes, and then you also guessed Alien. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> uh, because yeah, you you don't know these songs. Uh, but so you know, you're just guessing what they are. Yeah, and after I said it, I was like, can I really see this band doing a song about Alien? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. know, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. You never know. You never know. Uh, 
I think this one is kind of out there. I think this is the most out there on this whole album, honestly, for this cool. one. I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> not that it's not not that it's not like a popular horror movie but it's just not one i suspected i'm still excited but yeah so it's not alien it's not harold and kumar go to way castle or go to guantanamo bay or harold and kumar christmas 3d it's not it's none of those that's (laughs) it's my favorite trilogy (laughs) brother (laughs) but um so i'm gonna give you the title of the song and we're gonna see if you can guess it from that what you did get the first okay. three right, but then you missed out on the last song. So let's see if you can. <laughs> you were talking about the Harold the Goobar <laughs> <Right>. movie. <laughs> you got right on the first three Harold the Goobar movie. But yeah, so let's see if you can guess this song from just the title. So yeah, let's see if the last one was a right. So this is the seventh track on the album "Welcome to Horrorwood," and it is called "Rainy Day." Rainy day. Rainy day. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait is it like r-e-i-g-n uh no like rain? it is spelled like rain okay you know like from the sky so yeah do you hit i don't think i'm gonna get this oh maybe i don't know <laughs> um <laughs> i might get yeah, this do you one have right. any guesses for this one i do because this is the first thing i can think of i can't think of anything else i'm gonna say return of the living dead um i know that's on my favorite list um but the way the movie ends is that uh, a nuke gets dropped on the town. Spoiler alert, by the way. A nuke gets dropped. And, um, well, actually, what starts the movie is that a uh, body gets um, burned, and then it goes in the air, and then the rain comes down, and it brings all the zombies okay. alive. And that's how the movie ends, with it raining and zombies come alive. So that is a good guess. And uh, But it is not correct. Okay. So... We're going to listen Ooh. to the song and find out if you can guess from listening to it and reading the lyrics. I hope it's going to take me a minute. Like, it I hope might. it's not going to be instant. It I might. hope it's not going to be instant. All right. So we're going to check this out and uh, we're going to see if Austin can guess it after listening. So we're going to listen to the song real quick. Uh, welcome back. We just got done listening to the song Rainy Day. Uh, yes, Austin, do you think you figured out what movie that is? I'm not too entirely sure, but I'm going to give a, sh- a shot of the dark at it. Um, First, when I had saw like an umbrella and heard Rainy Day, for a moment I thought it was going to be it. But then oh. I was hearing all the video game references. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, is it, is it Stay Alive? Ooh, it is not. You're on the right path, though. Because I'm like, it sounds like it's, it sounds like it's like a video game, like kind of horror movie. But I like that's the only thing I can think of. So I'm gonna give you one last hint here. Um, the second line in the song is where evil has taken up residence. Does that give you any? Oh, is it really Resident Evil? It is Resident Evil. Huh. Yeah. Oh, because it's a fucking game. Oh my god. So okay. I get it now. Yeah. It's a little it's a little vague, a little weird, but I get it. I definitely see it now in that perspective. I will say 
I don't see this one being in the running for the top of the songs that capture the movies well, but it's not at the bottom bottom because once you see that, no, yeah, it's pretty vague. Yeah, but the rainy day—that's where I don't get where it goes into play with it. Um, so I've never seen Resident Evil. I've barely played the games, but I know oh, that I like the main the villains games. in the movie. Isn't it the Umbrella Corporation? Oh, yeah, it is. Okay, never mind. Okay, so I'm assuming that's where like the but that's another thing that's like that comes from. Yeah, but that's another thing that makes sense, but it's very like. A, a little on the uh, vague scale, I guess. Yeah, they don't really hit you over the head with it on this one. Right, but that makes total sense, but it, um, and then that that's why it's red and white umbrella. Gotcha. Right. And it mentions red and white. Yep. Okay. Because that's when yeah. I was thinking about it, because um, Pennywise's color, you know, his, his facial paint is red and white. That's why I guess. Yeah, that's what no, I, I, I totally that. see where you're coming from there. <laughs> yeah. but, um, so so song wise, though, what do you think of it? You know, in now that you said that it's Resident Evil, it makes total sense. The tone of the song, because what I had written down specifically, this is listen, this is what I written down. Um. <laughs> Late 90s industrial sound like Rob Zombie or Static X, but musically, not vocally, but musically. Yes. And yeah, yeah like that's kind of so what it reminds me. Inspired by like the industrial rock music. Yeah, like, um, and that's funny because even Slipknot does a song for the Resident Evil movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, oh, dude, that song is, you got. Man, it's funny because we've been watching movies with like great soundtracks, and that is definitely a great song. Um, the plague, I think, is the name of the song. What song is it? Because last, last plague is, is it the name my of plague? It. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's. A, I, I I like Slipknot a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's like I know there's like a lot of um people that get tattoos and stuff, and I'm like, hey, you know what? They are good then. <laughs> right. Oh, Matt, I did it again. I predict Wait, how. Yep, I predicted it again. I had talked about <laughs> Corey Corey Taylor with Slipknot. That's true. Um, I I I mentioned it about the about the funeral derangements uh, song. That is true. You did here mention we, Corey Taylor in the last episode. And here we are. We're we're watching a movie that has a song with the music video of the movie. <laughs> right. So, um, have you seen the Resident Evil movies? Yes, and I have played a lot of the games. I'm okay. a huge fan of the games. I I knew you were a big fan of the games. Yeah, yeah. The movies I can I I can like it separately. You know, I can I can I can like it just for the ridiculousness of what it is, separately from being a right. fan of the games. See, I I know I've like caught bits and pieces of the movies here and there, like at friends' houses, but I think that's it. And I've never played a Resident mm-hmm. Evil game. Or do you play a lot of horror games at all, or no? Uh, not really. <laughs> Maybe if I find time this week, I'll try to like play one of the games. You know, sort of get a feel for that as well. Okay. Um, I guess if you were to play any of them, I would say a lot. See, I I love the tank controls. I don't love the tank controls, but I'm used to them. And a lot of people have a hard time playing the original ones for that reason. Okay. So yeah, like which one would you recommend I try? Um. 
people a good starter is Resident Evil 4. Yeah, a lot of people love the fourth one. That's when it becomes more action based. Okay. But you don't really learn anything about much of the story of what Resident Evil 1 through the first three are, which is basically what the movies are mostly kind of okay. based around. I don't know. Maybe I'll try to play like the very first game or something. Oh, you could if you think you like it. I don't know. We'll, yeah. we'll see. That, that's that's even if yeah, I have time. Right. <laughs> two. I think two remakes probably would be a good one. Okay. But um, yeah. Back to the song though. So I do have my three favorite moments oh, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, uh, one of my favorite moments happens a couple times, and it's where it, like it builds up with like the industrial noise and the guitar, and then it drops out, and it's just like a computer voice going "run." Run. That that gets me hype every time. It reminds me of that like um that one sound of the music the din 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 run. <laughs> <laughs> right, like I think AWOL Nation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I definitely see that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then another favorite part of the song is honestly the chorus. Um, especially yeah. the first half of it. Mm -hmm. uh, there's this, like, I don't know, the like the lyrics in that part are so catchy to me. Where it's like, are you listening to the whispering? Is it sinking in? Because it's sickening. But yeah, that that's like an earworm for me. Like mm. I'll hear this and that'll be stuck in my head for the rest of the day. That's how the choir section of Rash Decisions is for me. Because when it happens, my head kind of like goes in synchronous. Like because it's almost like a uh, like a symphony, like classical type, like singing thing. It's great, <laughs> right? But yeah, and then I, uh, I so my favorite part of this song. There's it's kind of the same part, but it's kind of not. And it's tied for me. Um, it's the build up to the breakdown once again, but uh, it's the end of that where it goes uh, game over and then back to the computer voice and it goes, you mm -hmm. died. And then uh, <laughs> it goes into the breakdown and then like halfway through the breakdown, you just get like a super low. Oh, there is no next level. All access. <laughs> like I, fucking, yeah. I, I love that shit oh yeah 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 it's almost like you're just descending in between this game of like you die because like that's one thing that the games are always famous for too is like you know the goriest games that came out at that time would be like resident evil and it was like it was always famous because it'd show you just dying and the zombies just eating your corpse and just the big text you died you know across oh the really <laughs> yeah it's just it's something that's just been the staple throughout the series. It's just so great. Nice. Um, it seems like. So yeah, um, having not seen the movie and not playing the games, I feel like this song not only takes a lot of cues from the movie, but from the game as well. Yeah. Like, I, that, that's just my thoughts on it, having experience neither yeah that's just what i assume i imagine like, if you're in so much in love with horror movies that it's very easy to be in love with other stuff between um you know video games um horror books and uh, or like comic books like i've gotten into comic books um through like ho the horror route through a lot of that stuff oh okay so um i could see where members of the bands could be like yeah also 
you know, we also want to show a little bit of our love to the yeah, video games. Because right. I think, um, speaking of which, speaking of which, um, now that I've been a new member of the Iceland Kills fan page, which all the guys on there seem really cool. I've been seeing a lot of cool stuff on there. Yeah, shout out to the Ice Nine Kills fan yeah. pages on hoot, Facebook. Hoot. Y'all cool as hell. Yeah, because I what I like about it, L- lots of support. Yeah, because <laughs> what I thought it was going to be like musically, like a thing, and then what I see really, it's more of like a horror fan page, and it feels it gives me the energy of like these concerts seem like going to like a horror convention, which I'm very yeah yeah, which which I do that that is a thing that I do. <laughs> oh, have you gone to like horror conventions? Yeah, that's where I've met like George Romero and like Tom Savini and stuff. You met George Romero? Mm-hmm. I got a photo with him, and he has. Uh, I have a. I have a, a poster autograph with him. I'll have to post that on the on our yeah. Facebook page. You'll have to. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've met. I've met a couple people. I have a couple photos. I'll have to. I'll have to share on there. But um, that is that is something that I do. And uh, aside from all the famous people are the awesome vendors that make stuff. I have some really cool, neat stuff that I found there. Right. And um, but anyways, aside from the uh, fan page, um, I have seen some people say uh, mentioning that if possibly the band could do a um, like a silver screens thing. Uh, album but based on horror video games like, i i've I'm, also seen people post that yeah. yeah so i'm i'm wondering if they like could do that with like resident evil and um stuff That'd in that be nature interesting. yeah okay let me ask you this then have you played a b- bunch of like other horror games um a lot of older stuff not really recent horror stuff uh which ones would you recommend the most like not which ones uh, do you think is the best but just like what would you recommend to someone who doesn't play a lot who doesn't play a lot of horror games? Yeah. Um, if you like Zelda, Silent Hill Two is amazing. Um, okay. it is. Imagine if somebody made uh, Ocarina of Time, but they made it a horror game. Um, for game mechanics wise. Um, okay. Because you're basically exploring this town, and there's like a hundred places you could do at once just there's no particular order in what you have to do it just make sure that you get those done to proceed the game um because some people are like oh i get this first and then i get this first and silent hill 2 definitely does that um it's into the puzzle realm so that is that is always always a must and plus it's a good story multiple endings it's awesome I've heard really good things about Silent Hill, but that's another game I've never played. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not and it's not really gameplay wise, not really that hard. Like I said, it's more puzzle based, fighting enemies. You you know you might die, but it's not like very action based. Uh, I think the only really horror games I've played are like uh, Dead by Daylight, if you'd count that. Oh yeah, I would. Yeah, and, and then uh, I've played Slender like at a friend's house when I was in high school. Oh man, you know that game is still kind of freaky to me. I I have had friends say, you know, I've sat in the dark with headphones on and played that, and I go, yeah, that's not for me. I can't do that. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so okay, let me just tell this real quick. So okay. the way that we played was there were like four of us at my buddy's house. His parents were gone. He was. We were in his living room and we shut off all the lights and we're all huddled around the computer while my buddy is playing Slender. You know, oh, we're man. watching him play, and at one point. Like it gets super intense. 
And he just turns around and like looks at me and screams in my face. And I was like, dude, this <laughs> ah, like, scared the shit out of me. <laughs> like, but like he, him screaming at you scared you just as much. Yeah. Cause no, nothing happened in the game, but he just like <laughs> quickly turned at me and screamed in my face. Yeah. Like he just did a very, ro- I'm now turning my light on because now I'm getting creeped out. I'm getting creepy <laughs> right. vibes. I'm getting. <laughs> Hell yeah. Get spooky. Let's get all right, everybody. Let's tone it down. Let's get spooky. <laughs> We're yeah, about to um, t- talk about Resident Evil and spooky, scary game. Yeah, yeah. Let's get spooky and watch this movie. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, I've like I said, I've never seen this before, but uh, as of the time we're recording this, it is on Netflix. So that's how oh, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I am. I had seen this movie a lot. I loved this movie growing up. Uh. Because you know. It's really not like the games, um, but it's still its own thing. And like, like I said, you can still kind of enjoy it for just alone. Just if you separate it, it's great. <laughs> okay. Well, hell yeah. and, I'm excited uh, to check it out. Do you like zombie movies, Matt? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't dislike zombie movies. I'm not like a huge fan, but right. I like Zombie Land. <laughs> yeah. Um, Resident Evil is very interesting because zombies aren't just zombies. There's also they're considered bioweapons, so there's other things that aren't just zombies. Okay. So oh. they're like hideous monsters and uh really grotesque beings and creatures. Fuck yeah, I love grotesque shit. <laughs> Giggity. Giggity. <laughs> uh but but yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. So yeah, we Boston and I are gonna check this movie out and uh we'll kick come back. back with our thoughts on it. Kick back, watch some B.O.W.s. What is B.O.W.s? Biological weapon. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Kick back and watch some B.B.W.s. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Some B.B.W. B.O.W.s. Welcome back to the show. Uh, Austin and I just got done watching Resident Evil, the 2002 version. Uh, yeah, Austin, did you say you've seen these movies before? Oh, yeah, I've seen all of them. And this one especially, like, probably a hundred times when it first came out. <laughs> okay, hell yeah. Yeah, this was my first time ever watching this. And uh, I think I want to watch all the sequels now. Really? Yeah, it's... <laughs> yeah. It gets crazy. It gets really crazy. Uh, that That's what I've heard. I kind of, like, with all these movies, I kind of look into the sequels just to be like, what happens next? And this sounds fucking insane. So, I, uh, I, I haven't watched this movie in a long time. It's probably been at least 10 years or so. Yeah, um, because I've seen the sequel. I I remember watching the sequels as they were coming out, but I didn't go back and watch the first one because I had seen it a hundred times. And um, since it's been so long, um, it's I was like, man, this is actually really great. And from my memory of the sequels, it's no, it's on a whole nother level. It's nowhere near <laughs> right. the same. I will say, uh, if you asked me if I thought this was a good movie, I'd say maybe. I don't know. But if you're like, did you enjoy that movie? I'd be like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a really fun blockbuster movie. And then it's like, uh, but at the story level of it, eh, mm, eh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, it's it's not the best, but it's fun, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's really what the sequels are. They're not really continuations of the story. They kind of forget most of every... It's almost like... Um, what should I say? Um, where there are a different story... There are different story... An anthology where it's a different story every movie. Oh, okay. Pretty much. Because it's like... It really follows Alice, but it's still like she's with a whole other set of people. Completely different thing going on, pretty much. Right. Well, it um... It's that ridiculous. I guess for anyone who hasn't seen this, do you want to give us a little rundown? Um, I will try to give a rundown the best I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, so... All right, so at first we start off this movie with, I believe, a bunch of people in an office setting um, deep down in uh, underground Raccoon City. Um, It pretty much shows like a lot of the workers. There's a radiation guy pretty much with gloves moving uh, a lot of the, the virusy stuff around, the cool cylindrical kind of stuff. The Helix, hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he's cool. Fancy blue Kool-Aid. <laughs> and um, it gets, uh, one of the vials gets tossed and cracks. And then we start to see uh, the kind of, a lot of the, the perspective of the surveillance of what's going on down there. We also learn that uh, um, that the company's Umbrella. And Umbrella is uh, a big pharmaceutical company, but also with, I think it said also with food, was it? Yeah, it, it. I think it said like they did basically everything, like entertainment, food, pharmaceuticals, and yeah. all that. And then like, uh, they had this like genetic research that no yeah. one really knew about. And the thing, it's basically Amazon. Yeah. And that's the thing. And <laughs> in the games, they're really just straight up pharmaceutical. That's it. There's no like other oh, okay. inner city everybody's lives or whatever. I believe. But uh. So you get one little guy, one little weasel that seems to run out of there in a hurry. <laughs> and uh, next thing you know, he gets out of way scot-free. And then all of a sudden, uh, the security system locks down because now there is a, uh, an exposure. Which this is very kind of scary post-COVID now because it's like... Uh, yeah. Like, oh, so this is how it happens. Oh, uh, that's why I used to get afraid of the stand <laughs> uh the beginning of... Stephen King's The Stand's kind of the same one. I've never seen The Stand. Um, it's pretty much like the world ends from the flu. Oh, that's terrifying a nowadays. Flu. <laughs> and that's how this is basically the how the movie starts. You know, with this, uh, the exposure comes out and everybody's gassed, and um, very frightening and intense scene that's very memorable of everybody getting stuck in yeah. elevators. If you're not. If you're not, if you're claustrophobic, this scene might just do it for like, you. If you're um, scared of elevators, maybe skip the first like ten minutes of this movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And um, it doesn't really show the girl just get destroyed, but the way that it's filmed in her like perspective, and it's just like bam, opening credits is such a great way to do it. Yeah, no, I, I really thought it was great. Yeah, that's the part of the thrill ride. And um, <laughs> um, so what we do is. What basically happens after that is that we find our protagonist, Alice, who um, we don't discover anything about her yet. We don't even know her name in the movie. It doesn't say her name until the credits. Because the whole time, I'm like, what is her fucking name? You're right. In my notes, I'm just like main character. (laughs) Yeah, and the thing is, is that her dress is kind of like Ada in the game, so it's like... For a lot of people, I'm pretty sure they just assumed it was her, 
But you're right, they really don't say it. And I believe they I'll have to rewatch the sequel to see like when they actually say it. Right. But the but then the the irony is that she says that at the beginning of every fucking sequel, like eventually, I think by the third one, she just goes, "My name is Alice," and it just gives you a whole rundown. <laughs> you know, you couldn't have probably, done that in this one. <laughs> you know, instead of me giving the rundown, we could have just played the intro to the sequels. <laughs> like, <laughs> they actually do somewhat of a rundown, but then it never. It's always on the first one. I don't know. Oh, okay. She just says that she's a super computer. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> but uh, basically, she walks. Okay, so her protagonist, she walks around. Um, she walks around the mansion, and this is kind of interesting because you kind of think to yourself, "Okay, is this what the whole movie is going to be about? Is this mansion yeah. right here? Because this is what that's what the first Resident Evil game is about." And um, so, uh, she. Basically, uh, the CIA SWAT team just busts in. You think, wow, who are these guys? <laughs> and uh, do they ever actually say what their name of their squad is? They're just Umbrella agents? Yeah, they just are like a team for Umbrella. Like a like right. a retrieval team or something. Because at this point, like in the games, you would think, okay, is this Bravo team? Or uh, actually, it's Alpha team um, in the games. I don't want to go too in detail about it. But generally, the game is about Alpha Team gets destroyed in this mansion or whatever, and then the game is in the perspective of the team that has to go and rescue them. Oh, okay. So that's kind of what these guys are, I guess. They come in to rescue the incident that's happened. Um, But uh, they're really more the police force instead of Umbrella. It's kind of weird how a company can be so rich. They're like, we have our own army. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm they telling you, Amazon someday. Yeah, they're like our drone army. <laughs> We're do it. They got built by books, and so, uh, so they hear about the fact that there was an outbreak, and they have to go down there and investigate. And they tell the main protagonist that she is her house is connected to a tunnel down in the hive. Which is interesting to me because it's like, is her house the only way to get into that? I believe so because it said all the employees there like lived underground. Yeah. So I think oh, it they is. lived under there. Yeah, they live and work down there. So like oh, nobody goes thought, in or out really. I thought they were up above and they would come down. No, yeah, they mentioned it a few times. Oh, so they just lived down. So they were vault people basically. <laughs> basically. So they were just going home. I was thinking they, oh man, that's crazy. Cause I always thought they would just like, I'm like, do they come in inside and out the mansion? I'm like, you're like, oh, just go back to work. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> that's I don't know. crazy. <laughs> yeah. They're like, uh, we got Voltec and, uh, Umbrella are very similar. <laughs> and, um, so yeah. So they basically explain that. They say that, uh, our main protagonist is in a marriage. And I yeah. do love that she asked, like, what's this? And he's like, you're married. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and yeah. for a moment, you're like, yeah, no shit. I'm not sure if you explained it, but yeah, when she wakes up, she doesn't know, like, what's going on or, like, where yeah. she is. And she opens up a drawer that has a bunch of submachine guns in it. <laughs> right. And it's like, oh, yeah, just an American dresser. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and which is kind of not that far off from the games because in the games you just find a handgun ammo in the most random places. <laughs> yeah. And uh, 
And so, uh, so they eventually ventured down to the train. Uh, they boot the system back up. We find out Michelle Rodriguez is uh, one of the squad members, which is probably interesting if you're a big Fast and Furious fan. Which I gotta say, it was really surprising. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez was playing like this badass, you know, like yeah. army lady. Yeah, she never and... she never plays someone like that. <laughs> <laughs> Heck yeah, and. <laughs> And it was probably interesting at the time too, just to have a have a badass chick like that at the time. I mean, yeah, that, that's very true. Because uh, you know, if this was the '80s, I mean, there might have been one like badass chick or something. But <laughs> this was 2002. I, yeah, but wouldn't it be running around, you know, and saying <laughs> "blow me," so that dude, like that's like it's it's like hilarious, right? Um, so they eventually venture down. Um, they find a police officer named Matt. In the matching. Um, don't really know what his character is. If they're trying to reference the game. I really don't know. I, I think it was kind of a reference to like. Uh, isn't Leon one of the main characters? Well Leon is a cop that's nude. He's kind of more blonde hair. But yeah, he I also. I think it's supposed to be like similar. It's a mix of him and, and there's also the character Chris. Who has a sister. Who um, is Claire. That's in the second one. So, because oh, okay. he, because Matt mentions he has a sister that works down. It's weird. It's a, he's like a weird blend of his own character, and right. um, I think that's how everybody is. You can't take it like too hard, like the game, and uh, but it's still like really interesting this whole time because it's like it's the it's the setup because uh, it doesn't feel as it starts off with like all right, we got a whole squad of military people. This usually <laughs> doesn't happen until the end of a zombie movie. Yeah. It, and this is where it becomes more of an action movie. This is like early 2000s Matrix feel and uh, <laughs> a bunch of action movies at that time. And uh, that's really what like the early Resident Evils are. They're uh, more the uh, they were like just as much action as they were horror games. Okay, uh, just blowing up a bunch of stuff. I mean, you're never just an average Joe. You just you start off as a police officer or you're a special agent, you're a squad, you're a Bravo team, you're here to rescue, you got machine guns, shit. And, uh, and that's what I like about this movie because it, it feels like that. And uh, a lot of the music, too, when they start going down into, uh, into the hive, it reminds me of a lot with the music of what the song Rainy Day is like. Because it yeah. it's, it's jumping. It's like electronical, house, industrial metal and it's like oh this is definitely fitting <laughs> basically the captain explains what happens there's a group about of what eight of them or so um yeah about that i'd say and um so they venture down they see these crates and this is where it starts to feel like like i said like it feels like doom where it's like uh it's like very action you got these monsters you got these crates that are like lurking and smoky and it's like whoa what the fuck is all the scientific shit down here <laughs> um so they ventured down and I'm trying to remember what exactly happened they is this when they break in so through the laser scene is the laser scene pretty much next okay so they like get down into the train and they find Spence there who yeah. is uh the main girl, Alice, it's her fake husband, another agent. Oh, for yeah, yeah, yes. So they see the water and the bodies, and yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, okay, when they first got in the train, they're like, uh, you know, like, there's no power. Like, you got to go fix it. So Michelle Rodriguez, 
goes down underneath the train where a bunch of shit is unplugged and there's like a hole in a grate next to her Mm -hmm. and they like make a big emphasis on it like with the camera and i was like okay so something unplugged this you know like that's gonna come back into play never does i was kind of thinking about that when i was going through it and then i was like i don't know (laughs) it really doesn't nothing ever happens about that (laughs) it's just it's like a suspenseful distraction or something yeah but uh yeah they make their way down there because they're there to shut down the red queen who is like the ai that runs the hive the underground layer yep i think it's based off the the head ceo guy's uh programmer's daughter yeah right and uh sorry what were you gonna say (laughs) oh i was gonna say in which uh they actually show her in the second one oh okay so nice. they kind of like it's like oh we got we finally get to see what she looks like in person. Yeah, because they have like a creepy hologram version in this movie, and it's like the most unsettling part of the whole movie. Yep. I thought. Yep. <laughs> like. Yeah, but, it was uh, always like the famous with the trailer taglines and all that shit too. Oh right. But yeah, so they're down there to shut off the AI and find out why it killed all the employees, and they yeah they immediately get to like the room to go shut her down basically but there's this big hallway you can take it from there (laughs) and with the big hallway is a big uh was a big selling point of this movie so big they show it in every single sequel (laughs) really i I, i'm pretty sure there might be one or two movies that don't show it but somehow they always manage to a way to find a way to squeeze it in it to be fair i think it's the best part of the movie it is great. It's such an action-filled scene. Uh, it's you know, it's so great that it, they actually put that into one of the games. Um, there's, uh, I think, in Resident Evil Four, there's like a part where you have to do a quick time event to like jump through these. Oh, okay. and it, it's like that. It was that huge. Um, but pretty much, there's not a whole lot that connects. It's weird how like the game inspired the movie, and then the movie found a way to inspire the game in a way. That's awesome, actually. And uh, but there's not much instances of that, right? <laughs> like, but um, but basically, these lasers open up, and uh, it's a self defense mechanism, and the doors close. And because they're hacking, it's got to show the old cliche: just nerd at the typewriter or at the keyboard. <laughs> right. Just I always love that. Just type it away, and it's like, it's like open the doors. Type- I'm trying. Yeah, it's like no mouse used. I'm like, what? I know I don't, I don't know keys. How, I don't know how to hack, but like what words are he typing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, okay, I gotta say, uh so the leader of the like SWAT team or whatever is yeah. in the hallway and he was like so charismatic and stuff, and I was like, I like this guy. Yeah, that's the thing I like. And the movie just is like nope, yeah, no, no longer him. They are fucked. Yeah, because uh there's four of them in the hallway. The laser first comes down, cuts off some guy's hand, and then yep. cuts some lady's head off. Yep, it was like the medic lady, I think. I think yeah, that's and what she was supposed to be. And then it comes back the other way, and one guy tries to jump over it, and the laser jumps with him and just yeah. cuts him in half. Uh, right there, you're like, oh, I'm <laughs> yeah. But then the the leader dude, he like happens to like climb up and like jump over it. So you're like, hell yeah, you know, like he got away. And then it starts coming back, and he gets ready to do it again. And then it basically turns into, like, a wire fence of lasers. Yeah. It, it's, uh, like, or like lattice 
like fencing. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it just cuts him into the fucking hundreds of pieces. A little chonkies, little ch- meat <laughs> chunks. Which, you know, I gotta say, the uh, the effects on that were pretty fucking cool. Yeah, like, and was- it's, and I think they got away with it a little bit of it because, like, when the body starts to fall, it goes out of focus and then yeah. the, it focuses on the background. But yeah, like you said, like, was it the eyeball? Like, yeah, you gooiness? literally see the eye start to melt, like, yeah. from the laser. Yeah, because yeah. I imagine from the heat of it being able to cut through the body. Yeah. So I actually I watched a behind the scenes thing on it, and they literally they had the actor like pose, and they made a model of him and dissected it into all those little cuts. Yeah. So like that's not CGI. That's a practical effect. Oh shit! Like they literally just have like a fake model of the guy that falls apart on cue. Oh man, that's fucking great. Yeah, <laughs> that's always great when you find a way to get actual effects in there too. And it worked. It, I thought it looked fucking great. It was an eye melter. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then uh, yeah, they get the door open, but it's it's too late. It's all too late. He should have typed faster. <laughs> he wasn't good at fast at the uh, type of the dead game. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I had to get into that part because I, I, like I said, I think that was my favorite part of the whole yeah, movie. Yeah, I remember when, like, first watching that. I think my mom had rented it when it first came out, and I remember like walking in and like watching that scene. It was like, holy shit, this is cool, <laughs> right? And yeah. uh, it's like the biggest scene to watch out for. And like I said, it just shows back up in every scene and uh, in the, <laughs> every in movie, and. Uh, so they walk over, they shut the queen down, she explains nothing, but to keep the <laughs> keep she's like, I'm protecting you guys, and they're like, whatever. And uh So only when they shut her down, they release all the monsters. <laughs> and all the monsters are out having a monster mash. <laughs> yeah, they have no idea like there's a f- bunch of fucking zombies down there. Yeah, and that's the suspense of it too. And it's like, wow, you guys really fucked yourself over. You guys should not release the Amazon zombies. Right. While it's happening, though, uh, fucking Michelle Rodriguez and some other dude are there with the cop in another room. Yep. Yep. And, and like, the scariest, like, looks like the (laughs) bottom of the level of doom. (laughs) Just crates with meat fluids just hanging out and eggs and whatnot. And uh, so, yeah. So they come back. I believe they come back then, and uh, she's basically like, where's the rest of the party? And he's like, there is no rest of the party. Yeah. And, uh, and it's like, what? <laughs> and uh, so at that point, they uh, the, the zombies are released. We we start to see, uh, we find one zombie, Michelle Rodriguez, uh, approaches it. And, of course, she gets bitten on the hand, which you're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> which I got to say, apparently zombies aren't a thing in pop culture in this movie. Because, like, this lady is obviously a zombie. She's got, like, blood on her face and, like... Oh, yeah. This, like, yeah, yeah. This was not a... Um, well, that was the thing that made me love Resident Evil so much was that uh, there wasn't a whole lot of zombie games out there. And if you like zombie games, it was pretty much like, if you don't like tank controls or the way this game is, and if it's hard, well, suck it up. This is the only zombie game you got. <laughs> and... Uh, 
yeah, it, it basically is what you're stuck with. But um, because this was before, like, The Walking Dead, uh, like, really, uh, or, like, Call of Duty zombies that really blew zombies into, like, mainstream um, right, yeah. craze. And um, no, in this just, movie, too, yeah. I mean, like, in-universe, though, like, in this movie, like, they never call them zombies or anything. And they're just, like, uh, like when they find the first one, she's, like, calm down, like, just trying to talk to it. It bites yeah. her, and she's like, "This lady's crazy." Yeah, it's like, <laughs> well, it's like even then, like even if it wasn't a zombie, it's like she's rabid. <laughs> yeah, like or she's like on drugs or yeah something. Because uh, yeah, and then her partner comes up and is like, "Stop or I'll shoot!" And the zombie just you know fucking zombies out, you know, <laughs> out there zombieing out. <laughs> yeah, but no, like at no time they're just like fucking shoot them, you know. They're just like trying to talk them down. Yeah, well, Matt, well, that's the thing. We're now more conditioned just to instantly shoot somebody in the head. Okay, that that's true. That's <laughs> Society's really changed in the next yeah. twenty years, but uh, nobody tries but, to talk to zombies anymore. Yeah, yeah, we just like how how are you feeling, zombie? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, because like a lot of movies before this, they're like usually referred to as things. Like, there's things out there. Or, uh, or my, yeah, it's always, zombies were weird. There was always more than just that kind of tradition of shoot a zombie in the head. Because right. even in the games, you just shoot them until they die. They just, like, take five or six shots and they just die. Oh, and, not uh, in this game. Or not yeah, in this movie. <laughs> yeah, right, because they, like, follow that route. Yeah. Um, and so uh, a lot of interesting things happen during this whole scene. Um, it's a cool-ass montage. They have, like, fired off all the... This is, like, the action portion of it, which was, like, a wet dream to me. This is why I watched it a hundred times. Because it's, like... Like I said, like, not a whole lot of zombie movies when this came out. I mean, there were some, but wasn't, like, huge. A yeah. huge market for it. And... Um, so it was like getting that in an action movie, like it was just machine guns going off, explosions, fucking fires going off. This was like a badass action movie, and um, so uh, they try to open up one of the crates. Uh, the guy, the cop that's handcuffed, he uh, tries to reach for the keys. Suspenseful zombies on fire. <laughs> um, eventually the guy gets the coat open he goes he isn't that easy and then sure enough he opens up a door and it's just a, like a hundred zombies in the fucking crate which is just like a classic zombie movie trope I feel like yeah like someone opens a door and isn't looking behind them yeah. as they open it that's for those people that go you know oh I could survive a zombie apocalypse you know I can outrun you know if it's just walking zombies and it's like well you might be in a random situation where it's just like boom gobble 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 that's typical zombie move is the boom gobble gobble boom gobble gobble <laughs> and uh yeah cuz that does that does happen quite a bit yeah. um and so i think they eventually escape i don't really remember they fall back yeah, this I is think the part that I might I might forget about. So I think after that, all that's left because that was like Michelle Rodriguez's partner. Yeah. All that's left at that point is Alice, her fake husband, Matt the cop, uh, fucking Michelle Rodriguez, and then uh, Kaplan, who is like the hacker guy. Yeah, I think that's all that's left at that point. 
Oh, yeah, pretty much. But I'm trying to remember, do they run to somewhere after this? So I think that is when they sort of split up. I don't I don't remember if they mean to or if oh, they just get separated. Yeah, because Matt is then in a office looking for his sister. Yeah, because his sister works there. And, uh, yeah, and while that's happening, Alice is in the, I don't know what you'd call it, like a kennel? Where there's dogs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the dog handle, yes. Yeah. yeah uh, so, <laughs> have you seen how they've done the makeup effect on those dogs? Uh, I saw that it was, like, blood and meat and stuff. Yeah, and they draped it over them. And that's what I always loved about scars that do that. It makes you look like it's dug into you, but really it's poking out. It's right, like, which, they looked great. You know, they were fucking yeah. spooky. Spooky and that's, and that was doggos. A huge trope. Uh, there's a lot, almost every Resident Evil game, there's dogs that you have to fight. Oh, really? Yeah, you turn into a dog fighter. To be and, fair, I feel like that would be scarier than a zombie person, a zombie Oh, dog. it is. Oh, it's definitely terrifying. Even the first game, um, there's a part where you're walking through a hallway, and um, there's a certain amount of steps that you take or some distance that you go that, like, eventually one of them, it's all quiet and just busts through the window, and it just chases after you. Right, um, and it it's just it's a ju- it's a great jump scare, and it's for like a you know a PS one game, and it's like who <laughs> manages to get you. But yeah, so uh, Alice sees this one dog, and it chases her into like she locks herself into a room with a zombie, and then out of nowhere, Alice's like uh, training kicks in, and she like hand to hand fights the zombie. <laughs> like, oh yeah, beats him up with a bunch takes of his guns. Yeah. Oh, so what's interesting is that it goes from one dog, and then when she gets out... Yeah. Oh, because I think the dog jumps through the window. Yeah, the dog jumps through the window, so she runs out, and then there's, like, fucking six other dogs there. Yeah. And it's a lot of the oh shit moments like that. Just, like, the thing with the zombies that just randomly pop up, but then this part, she turns around, and there's, like, even more dogs walking up and going, oh shit. But, um... I like that about a lot of movies we watch. There is a lot of oh shit moments. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, so she uh, she shoots these dogs, the six that are chasing her, you know, like standing there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the, the, the main dog comes out. And I think my favorite scene in the movie happens where the dog's chasing her and she runs up like, like double corner. steps off a corner yep. and kicks this dog in the fucking face. <laughs> like, yeah, like like cracks his neck yeah. yeah like that was the most insane part of this movie i thought yeah Just off the wall drop kicking a dog yeah basically. it's even in the music video the uh the slipknot music video for this movie. oh really <laughs> yeah it's great <laughs> but yeah after that she pretty much uh she starts to remember um because i think she sees the photo of matt's sister so she starts to wonder, uh, she starts to remember that about the surveillance that she was talking about between her and him. Yeah, because, like, Matt's in the office looking for her, and his yeah. zombified sister comes out yeah. and starts attacking him. And then Alice oh, yeah. comes and kills her. Yeah, kills her with one of those, like, Walmart, like, photo <laughs> Yeah, like a paperweight blocks. thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, she remembers that she was the contact with his sister because Matt and his sister are trying to take down Umbrella. Yeah, and that's the interesting thing, too, because that's kind of what uh, Ada's character is in Resident Evil 2. 
She's just like the one that's in the long red dress. She's like um, basically just trying to take down. Uh, I think the police department, the raccoon police department, or well, and and uh, umbrella. Right. But yeah. Um, I think after this, they start running because like a bunch of zombies are coming through. Yeah. After that, I think it cuts to like um, Michelle Rodriguez and Kaplan. I don't, what is her name in the movie? I don't want to keep saying Michelle Rodriguez. Um, I think it's Rain. Rain. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> is it R E I G N Rain? Or I was like, or is it like just Water Rain? No, I don't... it's Water Rain. I watch with yeah. subtitles. <laughs> yeah, she's Rain Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they're being chased by zombies, and they lock themselves into like a little room. And then Matt and Alice like bust into the room and they're like, don't shoot. Yeah. And so they're, and I, they're all back together. And I think at that point they decide, they say, we got to, we got to turn this bitch back on again. Yeah. I, I believe that's, that's the, the chain of events and the order. Um, so they go turn the Red Queen on and she is just turned on. And she, uh, she tells them, <laughs> and she, uh, she basically describes all the zombie rules in case, you know, the audience haven't, and just one bite or scratch and you become a zombie. And at this point, everybody's looking at all their bite wounds, just going, oh shit. But you know what? Okay. So at this point, rain has gotten bit like twice, like once on the hand and once on the neck, I think. And they don't acknowledge it. Like. None of the characters are like, hey, you've been bit. You're like, yeah, go fuck yourself. Like, <laughs> yeah. are, are you going to yell at her about it? I mean, fair honestly, point. Fair she point. toughed it out the whole fucking movie. Too. Yeah, that's true. And uh, but yeah, so like definitely props to her. Very badass, very badass character. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, so they explain that. And uh they mentioned something about the gate closing or the gate is closing at a certain amount. Yeah. They have like three hours at the start of the movie until the gate closes. And yeah. Get out. And it's permanently closed and they have to kill one. And they said, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll kill everybody that's infected. At this point, they go through a sewer. They go through a sewer system. Yeah. Cause the AI systems offered to help them out. Because they, like, threatened it. They're like, we'll shut you down for good if you don't help. So yeah. they're taking whatever route the AI told them to. Yep. And then and, and it's, like, a interesting sewage system. and Which turns right. into, like, a big old, like, awesome party. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just a party of zombies down at the bottom. Right. And, uh... So they get chased. They get chased around. Uh, what was the what was the one hacker guy's name? Coperman? Kaplan. Kaplan. Um, he ends up sacrificing himself. Um, and you Kinda. think he sh- he think he shoots himself, but then he ends up running off. Yeah. Um, Which also I gotta say he had one of my favorite lines of the movie because uh yeah he like they're climbing up above the zombies and he falls basically. But then climbs back up, and yeah. the zombies are chasing him. And uh, as the other, he's like, "Go, you know, like leave me." And so the other people leave. Yeah. And he's about to kill himself, and then he doesn't. And he's like, uh, "You're gonna have to work for your meal." Yeah. And I was like, "That's yeah. that's a badass line." Yeah, yeah, it really <laughs> is. It's like it's always it's always interesting when it's a zombie movie, and you can implement a line that involves around like food. 
<laughs> but yeah, so eventually uh, after that, uh, I think they show a liquor getting out at some point within this yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, they never explain what that is, um, but yeah, it's a liquor. Um, it's interesting because it turns into the main antagonist of the movie. Um, and really, liquors, you fight like a couple of them in the game. <laughs> they're like, okay. they're set up like a boss, but they really show up more, way more often, um, mm. which is interesting. But, uh, and at this point, they end up in back in the water uh, office, the office that filled up the yeah, water. Yeah. Because, uh, Alice starts to remember stuff, and she's like, there's an antivirus, or there's oh, an yeah. antidote. Yeah, and um, and then at this point, so does her husband. Yeah. And at this point, we find out he was actually the weasel in the beginning of the movie that dumped the dude's coffee. Uh, and uh, not only he- did he, um, he was the one that caused the whole virus outbreak because he was actually stealing it. Yeah. Or no, was he stealing it or just purposely causing? Uh... So, uh, so he found Alice talking to Lisa, Matt's sister, about like wanting to take down Umbrella, and yeah. so what he did was he stole a bunch of the virus and a bunch of the uh, antidote, and as he did that, he threw one of the viruses down, and that's what caused the whole thing. Yeah, like intentionally, and, uh, right? Yeah. Because his plan was to get Umbrella, like, fucked up, basically, and yeah. run away with Alice and, like, sell yeah. the virus off so they can, like, go live wherever super rich. Yeah, who who's out there buying this shit? Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from, like, like, imagine selling it. It's like, um, source, uh, trust me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, um... Yeah, he starts to remember stuff, and he just immediately goes into bad guy mode. Yeah, <laughs> like, and did you did you expect that at all? Um, kind of. I thought he kind of seemed like an asshole. Yeah, and uh, I loved it. Rain had a good line there too, where after he like confirms he's an asshole and like locks them in, she's literally just asshole. like, <laughs> yeah, she's just like, your boyfriend's an asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm an asshole. <laughs> And uh yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I she's got so many great lines in this movie. Yeah. And uh Yeah, that's really great because uh I see I, I always I'm always curious of like when there's twists like that, because I forgot that's kind of like a twist because I, I watch the movie so often that it's like I start the movie knowing that. And, and right. so when you do that five times, so, you know, of course you're it's like, oh yeah, oh oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you guys, uh, like, that's why you guys don't know it yet. Because <laughs> in that way, it kind of does work as a mystery. It is kind of like the first 20 minutes of the movie. It's kind of like a mystery. Like, what's I had going no on? idea what was going on for the first, like, half hour at least. Yeah, because it, it jumps from these people to this person to yeah. now these people. Now <laughs> These people here. can't remember anything. This person can't remember anything. Yeah. <laughs> like... yeah. And I think that's probably why I probably had to rewatch it so many times. <laughs> um. But yeah, so they're locked in the uh, they're locked in the room, and eventually they want out. But the queen says, "Oh no!" Uh, um, yeah. He runs off again. It is kind of funny how he just left there this whole movie, and then now he's back down there <laughs> for to see the repercussions of what he did, <laughs> right? Um, but so now they're uh, he ran off and got attacked by the liquor. Now that the liquor has ate him, it has gotten bigger. See, at this point, I'll go, um, 
this becomes this is where it becomes like the villain. Um, I guess it's just out wandering doing whatever during yeah, earlier before in the movie. This. Yeah, <laughs> it was like ah, fuck. Just this exploring. Later. You, you seem know? busy. <laughs> it's been locked up this whole time. It's got to see what what it's like. Yeah, out here. it has its own has its own like side mission going. On. <laughs> I I I haven't been out in years. Like, what's new? What are the new bands in? <laughs> what are people listening to these days? Um, <laughs> right. And so uh, the liquor becomes the main antagonist and at this point uh if this was the game um it this is kind of matching up right because they do have a time limit between where they have to go and all of the resident evil games especially the older ones there's always a timer whenever there's a boss battle it's like there's a self-destruction sequence and then it's like oh you got 10 minutes you got to start fucking hauling ass oh okay and and that's what i liked about this and um but it, it it would be a tyrant, which a tyrant's kind of like a big monster humanoid thing. Um, but so the liquor starts pounding on the door. They want to get out, but the queen keeps them inside. At this point, it's what rain. It's Matt. rain, Matt, and Alice. Okay, yep. And so they tell her they have to kill rain, and right before they do, um pretty much it's like this i like how it's shot it's like it's shot like a nirvana music video um <laughs> like alice throws the axe at the computer and just busts it up and the way like the axe falls it's like yeah <laughs> right it's like yeah and um oh no well she smashes it and then we find out that the system opens up because a certain somebody's still alive. Yeah, because Kaplan came back. Yeah, and way he to shut pull down it the through. AI. He was the real goat of the movie. He was. He really was. He, he earned. You know, it would have been great to see him survive, and then um, it would have been great to see him survive, and he just like turned into like a captain. He got like promoted. <laughs> right. If if the. But the movie series, it doesn't, it didn't work like that. There's no happy ending in any of the, in <laughs> any of the movies. It just gets worse and worse and worse. Um, just like, like real life. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> like, there's no good endings. It's just like, wow, it's just more mankind just being extinct. <laughs> um, but eventually what happens is that they escape. The big-ass liquor busts through. They get to the train. They see that uh, good old jackass boy died right there. <laughs> he go big old slap a go <laughs> And they hop on the train, and they get the fuck out of Dodge. Oh, um, yeah. They have uh, a timer going on. And in the meantime, the liquor starts tearing up the train. Um, oh, no, right before that, Rain is pretty much like, you guys are going to have to kill me. Yeah, and then uh, they, they give her the antidote, you know, hoping that would work. Oh, yeah, they do find the antivirus. I did forget yeah. to mention that. Because they give it to both Rain and to Kaplan, who also got bit. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. And um, But he ends up getting destroyed, too, didn't he? He gets fucked up by the liquor. Yeah, okay. So so uh, they're on the train, and the liquor starts, you know, like, attacking the sides, and Kaplan's driving. Yeah, okay, so he does make it to the train. I couldn't remember if he yeah. died before then. Yeah, because he's driving the train. And then, yeah... Fucking the liquor just snatches him out, and I just love the way that it's filmed because, like, it's the the whole bag of the train's missing, and then he's just like looking at it. He's like, "Well, guys, we got a big one," <laughs> <laughs> and it just taken out. Just 
He got like he had like a storm uh starship troopers death and it was awesome. And uh yeah, RIP Kaplan. <laughs> the true goat. <laughs> so uh so at that point they basically uh fight the liquor. Mm-hmm. They stick a pole in the tongue and it's waving and, and just dangling. It's bouncing. Yeah. <laughs> and um and there's this really cool shot of um, Rain turns into a zombie. She gets killed. Um, oh, Matt also gets scratched on the arm yeah. when the trailer yeah. when when the when the train when the liquor rips through the train, and um, which is like, ooh, that's gonna make a cool scar. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a cool tattoo. That'd be like yeah. a cool tattoo, like like a hallmark. Like, oh, really- is, is that a bear attack? No, it was a liquor. Yeah, I just really like Monster Energy. <laughs> right. And, uh, but there's this really cool shot after Rain gets killed that when uh, Alice shoots the liquor, it turns into like slow mo. And it's like, come on, how much more of an action movie could this get? Right. Uh, um, it turns into like the slow mo bullet from like, you know, uh, The Matrix. It just goes right into the fucking gush brains of it. And uh, it's awesome. And the liquor eventually catches fire and turns into tarnish. He um, literally does catch on fire, and it's amazing. Yeah, it's like how much? It's like how much more over the top could this get? This is exactly <laughs> how a game would end from this era of the the franchise. It's great. So, so it it, it is actually pretty close. It's um, it doesn't follow a textbook storyline, but like uh, the energy from it, it's like it's got all the elements in it, just like that. Um, but so eventually they make it back to the mansion. Matt's not feeling too great. All of a sudden, a bunch this cool montage, a bunch of white suits come in. It's like how many more like suit people are gonna bust through this mansion? <laughs> <laughs> like every corner, there's some, <laughs> right? And uh, so they they take him in. Um, Alice fights him off. They take him in. Yeah, and they, they, they take m- Alice too. Yep, they mention to him about the Nemesis program, which is interesting because that does follow into the sequel. And then Alice gets uh, taken in, and she wakes up. And she's in a hospital bed. She gets out. This also shows up in, like, at least two more movies. I believe this scene right here. Um, at least two, possibly three. Maybe okay. even four. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the scene of her escaping out of the bed, um, she walks out, and eventually you... This was, like, this was a scene that always got me hyped up. Um, she walks out into the streets of Raccoon City, and it's just completely destroyed. And uh, it just looks completely just like uh, like just the aftermath of uh, carnage. And uh, you see that the zombies walk, and there's absolutely nobody around. She grabs the shotgun, and then the movie's over. Yeah. And then Slipknot. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what did you think, Matt? Uh, I mean, like I said, I, I don't think it was like the best movie I've ever seen or anything, but it was, it was fun. It was a good time. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's a, it's like a thrill ride. Like, would you consider that much of a horror or no, I I definitely would consider it more of an action movie than a horror movie. It's, it's to me, it's about like right down, right down the middle of both. Right. Um, it's got a suspenseful moments. Yeah. Jump scares, you know, you know, 
Um, I I honestly don't remember any like jump scares really. Maybe a couple with like zombies. Like there was yeah, there was like the a fake or out. Something. There was a fake out one in the beginning of um women. Michelle Rodriguez is looking at the train through the wiring or whatever. The guy jumps down, like oh scare. yeah. And then there's like the 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 body that's in the water, like opening the hand in the water. Yeah, but like other than that, though, like yeah, I don't know. Wasn't that spooky of a movie? You know? <laughs> was this like the review of the uh, the back? Uh, what was it? The Grand Rapids uh, telephone tower. It's like not that scary, <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, yeah, it was fun though. I enjoyed it. I'd I'd compare it more to like uh, I'd compare it more to like Fast and Furious than like <laughs> like if it took the movie. horror route. Of, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. I could definitely see that. And that's just how Resident Evil has always kind of been. The first one, the first game was always like straight up horror. Um, mm-hmm. but like I said, even by the end of it, it's like you're in a lab shooting shit up and um, like shooting up monsters and stuff. And it's definitely been had its moments, but like, um, but it's always had its blend of action by like the third one, right? Uh, and it's just like most of the villains are even like James Bond villains. <laughs> but yeah, there's definitely been a lot of uh, such an early two thousands feeling of a movie. It, it really <laughs> was like it felt like the Matrix at times, you know. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Like, just between the music and, like I said, even, like, what the Doom energy was uh, at that time, it uh, definitely reminds me a lot of it. Did, um, time, if you don't mind, I can step into some some movie notes. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Okay. Uh, I, I took some, too, but mine were mostly just, like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, now I'm interested. Go ahead, man. I want to hear yours. Oh, I don't even know. Like, uh, I don't, I don't know. My my notes were not great for this movie. <laughs> oh no. Okay, you're fine. You're fine. Um, one thing. Um, this is not a common knowledge thing, but um, George Romero was actually supposed to originally direct this, write and direct. Yeah, this movie. I did see that. Um, when um, he had wrote this story uh he had wrote the script uh i guess he had somebody play the game and then he was just watching no <laughs> and uh or, or something in that nature and he gave the script to capcom capcom just said no and then they sold it to this yeah and but he did direct like a trailer for the resident evil 2 game so that's what it was like hinting towards like it was going to be like this big thing and then it just copped out Right. And um, I think it's even mentioned in one of, like, the game cases, like, written and directed by George Romero. <laughs> but um, I basically, I had met George Romero at a convention. Right. And I had told him Capcom was stupid for not letting uh, oh, <laughs> for really? that decision. He was like, it's fine. He was like, it was much cheaper. <laughs> I think he specifically said it was much cheaper to buy it uh, from, like, a German company or something. Or, no, the German company or something bought the script or something like that. I don't remember what he said, but... Yeah, huh. it's something along those lines. That's so fucking funny though that you brought that up to him. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, I was like, if I had one thing to say to him, I was like, that's gonna be it. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Because <laughs> I was like, it could have led a whole different pathway of like the movie franchise. <laughs> right. <laughs> could have been a whole different thing. Oh yeah, because nope. uh, which which zombie movies did he do? He did the Night of the Living Dead, the Dawn of the Dead. Um. Not Return of the Living Dead, even though that is a sequel. It's partly owned. Right. But he did uh, Land of the Dead, Diary of the Dead. Basically, anything that's like in that name, he's pretty much done it. Unless it's a parody name. Hell yeah. But, um, 
Because, yeah, he was kind of like the, the godfather of zombie movies. Yeah, that basically made it. And that, and that's the thing. That's like, dude, that would have been the that would have been the shiznit. Not saying that this movie isn't great, but it would have definitely been a whole different thing. Oh, I think dude, he would have. I, I feel that. <laughs> yeah, I think he would have followed the game uh, a lot more. Right. Um, earlier, I had mentioned that not very often the games were inspired by the movie uh, or moments that were happened based off the movie. Um, aside from the laser scene in the fourth game, none of the games of uh, actually had its own like, what should I say, uh, font style to like the titles. Oh, okay. But the the movie the movies do they follow that same exact yeah. font style, but all the games have been like pretty much different, and none of them have been kind of like that. But there's only one game that actually actually has the same exact movie font as that. There's only one, there's only one game that has that, and it's which it's, which one? It's called Outbreak. Um, it's a multiplayer one that was on the PS2. Huh. And uh, the only one, and, th- and that's it. It was like a side. It was like a side game. It was great. Don't get me wrong, but it was such a weird thing I didn't notice until just recently. That is kind of weird. Matt, did you look at the credits? Uh, I did not. Why? Um. So. I know you would say, so you did, how did you know about the uh, Alice thing, though? Like, with her name not being Alice. Because I was like, what is this lady's fucking name? So I looked it up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) But I'm trying to remember if it said it in the the actual movie credits now. Uh, I believe it does, because I've got some trivia, too, and I think that was one of mine, is that her name isn't revealed until the credits. Gotcha. But yeah, I like there's really not a huge list of cast because like there really is a small like list of characters. Yeah. Yeah, it really only follows a certain group for most of it besides like the zombies. Yeah. So, but here's a weird thing. Do you know what the um the people inside the hive were named? Weren't they all like named after colors or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It said in order of appearance, so the first ten was like Mr. Blue, Mr. Doc No, it was Dr. Green, Mr. Red, Dr. Blue. Yeah. Dr. Brown. And I was like, wait a minute. What? <laughs> I mean, they're just, you know, unnamed characters basically. Yeah. They were like, we gotta give them some kind of name. They, they watched Reservoir Dogs and was <laughs> right. like, we gotta name them characters like that. <laughs> Yeah, that was just something that stuck out to me. And I was like, I wonder if Matt noticed this. <laughs> I, I did when I was looking at their uh, IMDb, IMDb page. Yeah. Not I, IMDb. Oh, I actually watched the credit part because I was just listening to the music the whole time. I was like, yeah. Because right. it had switched to like two or three uh, songs. And I was like, hell yeah. I, just, I, <laughs> I actually sat it out. I was like, I'm going to do what Matt said to do. So I'm going to sit the credits out. <laughs> Well, hell yeah. Uh, I've got some trivia here, too, if you want to get into uh, the trivia show. I'm ready. <laughs> so, uh, like we said earlier, with the zombie dogs, uh, there was, like, blood and meat that they hung on them. Mm-hmm. And the makeup department had a hard time dealing with them because they kept trying to eat the makeup. Well, duh. Are they stupid? <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so, Michelle Rodriguez, who plays Rain... Uh, she was a big fan of the games. Like, oh, before. really? Yeah. So um, she informed her agent. She was like, hey, if they ever make a Resident Evil game or movie, let me know. You know, like, sign me up for that shit. 
And so uh, when they decided to make the movie, her agent immediately got in contact with Paul W.S. Anderson. And he was like, yeah, let's put you in it. <laughs> Do you think that uh, Angelina Jolene did the same thing with Laura Croft? She was Probably like, not. <laughs> I don't think so. I can't see her like playing video games. And that's the difference between them two girls. And that's <laughs> it. Women. That's the only difference. <laughs> yeah. But uh so one of the scenes we talked about where Alice runs up the wall and kicks the zombie dog in the head. Yeah. Uh it took Mila Jova Jovovich, is that how you say it? Jovovich. I, I think I've been saying it right. Okay, it took her uh, three months of training to do that because she did all of her own stunts in this movie besides the scene where she jumps into the sewer pipe. Uh, and the only reason they used a stunt double for that is because her agent thought she might get strangled, like by hanging wires. Oh, right. But other than that, she did all of her own stunt scenes, including wow. running off the wall and kicking. That explains uh, why she's dog, done so yeah. many of. Yeah, that's a, that explains why they've done so many of those movies, then, because she's yeah. like, yeah. She's like, I love it. I can do it. <laughs> and uh, at the end of the movie, when she's walking up the stairs, you can see a bunch of bruises all over her and stuff. Yeah. And they were real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All the, all the bruises <laughs> and minor cuts on her are completely that's, real. That That's funny. That's actually kind of funny because it's like, imagine, you know, it's like the action movie. In, in movie world, you know, a woman in a dress, it's like, yeah, she could roll over and just shoot a fucking machine gun. But then <laughs> right. it's like, in reality, it's like, she's not actually well equipped. <laughs> she's in a dress. Right. Yeah, she literally had to do all of that in that dress, yeah. which is kind of crazy. Yeah, it's like, you are bare boned. <laughs> so, um, this movie came out in 2002, and the original title of the movie was... That Resident- was 20 years ago. It was 20 years ago, (laughs) but uh, the original title for the movie was Resident Evil Ground Zero, and they ended up changing that because of 9-11. Oh, 9-11 always changed and stuff. (laughs) But yeah, um, another thing we mentioned earlier was how they had three hours to get out. Uh, Apparently in the video game in the first one, uh, you can unlock most of the bonuses if you beat the game in three hours or less. Yeah, it's actually, it really is about a four-hour game, you know, a three- to four-hour game. If you know what you're doing, but your first time, if you don't look up a walkthrough, it's actually going to be a little longer. Right. (laughs) But if you know what you're doing in those games, yeah, you can, it's possible. I've done it with Silent Hill, too. You could do it with Resident Evil. Right. So, um, at the end of the movie, there's a newspaper in the city that says The Dead Walk, which is a direct reference to Day of the Dead. Mm Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, because that's actually how the uh that's how the movie starts, I believe. Yeah. Oh really? <laughs> um um because it's mostly underground, but like uh at the beginning of the movie it shows them on the streets and there's a newspaper that says it. Nice. I yeah, forgot about um, that. Yeah. I I never put those two together until you mentioned it. Right. But yeah, uh like I said earlier, even though they're everywhere, the word zombie is never mentioned in the film. Oh, I'm just thinking, I'm like, <laughs> like you're probably like, what is that face? Uh, I was trying to think if they ever mentioned that in the in the games either. Um, maybe not. I don't know. But um, So, I don't know if you noticed this, but there's two parts in the movie where somebody has died, and they leave the room and come back, and that body is gone. It happens with the first zombie they encounter. When uh, Rain shoots her with the machine gun, she goes flying. And then they're like, the body's not here. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
And then uh, in the laser hallway, all of their bodies are gone, too. Oh, yeah, they, they just disappear. Back. They just move about. They just... What, which is a reference to the games where if there's dead bodies, you leave and come back, the bodies are gone. Yeah, pretty much. Um, if they if they die, die. Which is interesting. In the first, uh, in the first game, uh, in the remake, they actually kind of kind of made it scary for the people expecting that because if you didn't shoot a zombie in the head or burn its body um it would come back to life after a certain amount of times you would walk back in the room and it would come back up and it would fucking chase you that's um, great they don't tell you that <laughs> uh eventually in the documents but like after the fact you know right, after you've yeah. encountered a couple and um or, yeah and it's like it really becomes you have to strategize you're like do i walk in there three more times i'm fucked <laughs> yeah and then uh, the the only other trivia i had prepared was the george romero stuff but you covered that oh yeah so i do that's that's the end of the trivia show <laughs> do 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 <laughs> uh i did want to ask so have you seen doom uh the movie actually yeah no. Actually, okay, have no. you have you seen the Silent Hill movies? Nope. <laughs> oh, I was going to ask which ones you liked better. Those are Resident Evil, but I guess never mind. <laughs> Resident Evil. <laughs> right. I don't know. I just heard how I just played Silent Hill recently. Uh I was always in love with uh Resident Evil, but that that was me growing up. Silent Hill I played pro- probably about the first time, I don't know, about 5 or so years ago. So they're kind of more recent to me. So I didn't bother with the movies when people were like, yeah, they're not nowhere as good. Um, <laughs> but the game is, the, is really the story in it that really is is the is the thing. So it's like at that point, it's really when you make a movie, you should probably follow that. <laughs> right. Um, because uh, my wife had actually caught me playing that game and she had um, got interested, invested by it. So when I beat it, she was like, like just as invested as I was when I ended it. But yeah. um but no, I have not seen that uh, Doom. I actually forgot they made a sequel too um, to the Doom movie. Did they? But, yeah, and I think I heard it was a little bit better. But um, huh. <laughs> yeah, uh, there was a weird time. What a weird time of making movies on video games. Yeah, wasn't very. It's weirdly weird to me. It's because because like right now they're really getting ready to release that new Last of Us TV show, yeah. and. I watched the trailer, and I don't know if you've played The Last of Us, but what I've seen was stuff that I remember from the game. So I'm like, if I'm going to watch this, why not when I just played the game? Right, yeah. Like, hopefully they sort of deviate a little like this movie did. Yeah. So people who have played the game aren't just like, I've already seen this. Right. You know? And then, But the thing is, it's like, if you if you do it too much, then people complain that it's nothing like it. And then, so yeah. it's, a, it, you're, it's already set up to me. But then... I feel like you could follow 100% just make it more available for the people that don't play games, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um because that's the thing, it's really hard to do that because with the with these Resident Evil games, there's a lot of just textbooks and diaries that just are filled up with so much lore that it's really hard to do it in just a movie. Um Right. That's why they had to make 10 of them. Yeah, <laughs> just to fill in all the action sequences. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah because it's it's kind of it's kind of hard to like implement all that in there and uh but it, which is usually it's like if you ever want to know about like if you haven't played the older games if you want to know about what goes on the best thing you could probably do is just watch uh, um somebody do like a um 
a story lore collection on like YouTube or something. Right. Yeah. Which uh, I got to say, I did mention in the top half of the episode that I'd try to play a game. I did not. I did not have any time to sit down and play video games. So no, sorry. It gets like like that. You know, it really does. And it's really, and it really sucks because like, I'm very open-minded about games. I like every genre of games, uh, pretty much. Um, but like, it really sucks when I want to sink hours into one game, but then I also have a bunch of other games that I haven't beat yet that are a completely different genre. (laughs) That's fair. Yeah. I just, I don't have time to play video games so much anymore. (laughs) Yeah. I I was, I was going to try, but it just didn't work out. That's the Uh, important part. I'll I'll get to them someday. Good for you, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I, I don't know. I think I'm also going to check out the sequels to this movie at some point. You know, like I was interested enough to be like, okay, let's see how crazy this shit gets. Like, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, two is actually, I really enjoyed two. That's where it really starts trying to be like the game. Cause it starts introducing characters from it. And, um, I think they get killed off. <laughs> That's the thing that keeps happening when they make another one, they kill off another character that they make from the game. So it's uh it's pretty hard. <laughs> right. But uh yeah, I mean I I definitely enjoyed this. Um I was trying to like think of where I would rank this in the movies, and honestly, I'm not too sure. I'm gonna have to think about it for a second. Let, let me let me find my rankings for the movies and see where I wanna put it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, in that case, I can do the same thing about the song Rainy Day. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually, I, I had more time to give it a re-listen to. It's a really catchy, it's more in the pop side, it feels. Um, right. I also, I want to, I want to touch base. I feel really dumb for not getting this. Uh, <laughs> for not getting the movie right <laughs> on this song. I mean, hey, it, it happens, man. <laughs> Uh, I knew it was going to eventually happen because now that I know all the clues, um, this is how I want to put it in perspective. Um, when I first heard the song title, I thought of the movie It. So because the way that It, it starts off, it's raining. Uh, right. It's when Georgie meets uh, Pennywise. And so when you sent me the video that had the umbrella, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then... um. And then it says something about deeper or something evil is taking up residence. That should have been my clue. It should have. <laughs> but in my mindset of Pennywise, I was like, yeah, Pennywise is underneath the town. Of course he's evil uh, through the town of Derry. But nope, I just had to, I had to think that way. And so I'm still stuck on it. And then by the time that the video game stuff started happening, I uh, my mind went to stay alive for some reason. That's the part that I'm really pissed at myself. Stay alive. Is that the one with Frankie Muniz? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and, and that's why I'm so mad at myself. That's such an like, obscure movie now. <laughs> yeah. It, did, it didn't catch on with time as much as Resident Evil. And especially for how big of a Resident Evil fan I am with the games. I'm so mad at myself. <laughs> like That's the part. <laughs> where i screwed up but my brain because my brain went from like it to stay alive and i'm like what <laughs> right uh but yeah um i would definitely in the song order you know uh the more that i've listened to some of these songs too 
Um, I've had rash decisions high, but I think funeral derangements might be above that now. Oh, okay. I I really liked how uh, how heavy that song. It's is. It's such a good fucking song. <laughs> and uh, and I even like when it goes into because the the band does have its moments for a catchy chorus. Um, it, it gets a catchy chorus going for like the audience to sing along. Right. And it manages to do that, but also just fucking go at it at the same time. I think that's probably why I like it so much. But I would put that above Rash Decisions. Um, I have Shower Scene right underneath that. Okay. And then Rainy Day, I think, would come into play here. Because uh, I find how catchy it is. It, um, it is I, a not, good song. I'm not listening to it for as much as like listening to a hard rock song, but it's just because of... Uh, just how unique it is having the video game elements part of it and just the um the production of it and it and like I said it it's because maybe because I'm a sucker for that era because it really does capture that sound of the early 2000s really well right. um and, I, and that's probably why that's probably why I like it so much <laughs> <laughs> but then after, under that I would put um welcome to horror wedding song batteries okay nice so. How I would rank the movies is I still have Child's Play up top. But then, after that, I have Resident Evil. Ooh! Yeah. And then under, yeah. That, <laughs> and under that, I've got Cabin Fever, then Pet Cemetery, then Psycho. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I, 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 I think could... I just, I like, I like fun in my horror movies, you know? Yeah, as I get older, you know, those movies, so like a movie like Pet Cemetery, um watching it mostly what you're watching that for is like the shock value of it and so when you're an adult and you're not really watching it for like that shockingness anymore like watching this as like a middle schooler it was like whoa that's crazy um it was from the first time i had watched it but then when i when i watch it as an adult now i'm like this is really grim (laughs) yeah it's it's a bleak movie dude yeah it's like it's not as uh like even as just for like the killing factor, like, it's just, it's very pitiful. <laughs> right. And it's, like, not as much scary of it. So, yeah, I could definitely agree with that. Hell yeah. So, um, we only got one more thing to figure out here, and that is where it lists on our rankings of how well the songs captured the movies. Okay. Uh, yes. how, how good of a job do you think this did with it? Um, this, well, I mean, I did not get it right, but once I saw the signs, it was pretty <laughs> clear. Um... What I like to, like, what I've said, what I'd like to implement, um, if I can imagine this song as a soundtrack for the movie, um, kind of weighs into my decision on that. Right. And this one actually does. This sounds like this could have been in the credits uh, with the movie. Um, I, yeah. So I would actually put this. So we have Assault and Batteries as number one right now. Yeah, we have Assault and Batteries, Funeral Derangements, The Shower Scene, and then Rash Decision. I would put this maybe between Funeral Derangements and Shower Scene. I, I can above, agree with that. Or above Funeral Derangements. I was thinking above Funeral Derangements okay, after watching so, this movie. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel... I didn't yeah. get it like as much at first, and you know, in the top but half, I was you, like, "Until you actually watch the movie, yeah, it's like, yeah." Because <laughs> I even said in the top half of the episode, I was like, "I don't think this will be up there," 
I think it's up there. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like I said, I feel bad that I really didn't get it right. But, um, but like I say, once I saw it, it was like, I feel so stupid. <laughs> uh, but like the lyrics weren't, um, I think it's just because it's more of a straight up song. There's no extra sound effects. There's no, yeah. there's no extra dialogue, no sound effects, like bells ringing for like the psycho. I will um, say though. There is the computer generated voice. Yeah, and it and it, it does say um access denied. Yeah. You died. So um yeah, the more the more little things I was catching there, yeah. This th- what a surprise. Yeah, honestly, like Yeah, I I completely agree with it being number 2 if you're down with that. Yeah, this is really crazy. Um <laughs> and so the factor I would like to say about that with the song batteries above it I can see Assault and Batteries not as a song in the first two Child's Play, but if it was in the new series, yes. <laughs> if, <laughs> right. If it was in the new Chucky series as a credit song, I can definitely hear that. It's still it. holding that top place right now. It just has it has everything. It really, I, gotta, I, I hate I gotta to go say, back to it. I think it's going to be dethroned at some point. I'm not going to tell you when. <laughs> but it also might not be. I don't know. We'll we'll see. I guess we'll never know. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, so, we will. We'll get to it. We, we will know at some point. Yeah. Doy. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So rainy day, second place right now. Hell yeah. We are chugging along on the set list. I'm, we really I'm are. Ready. I'm ready. I'm excited now. Speaking of that, uh, what do you think the next movie might be? Next, no, no hints at all. No hints. I'm gonna get at this eventually. You will. Um. Mm, no, I something's telling me to go the sci-fi route. I don't want to guess Terminator because that's that's always a gray line between whether that's a horror movie or not. Right. Did I already guess the? I did guess The Shining, didn't I? I don't think you did. Something's telling me. Ooh. You know what would be a great one? Ooh. (laughs) You know what would be a great one? uh, I don't know if they've done this, but this would be great if they did, because I could see this on stage being really great. Children of the Corn. Okay. Are you locking that in? I'm going to lock it in, Regis. (laughs) All right. Well, that's we'll my find final out. answer. <laughs> well, we'll find out if he's right on the next episode. Uh, new episodes come out every other Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can find my other podcast anywhere you listen to this one. Uh, Supernormal and Pilot Seasons. Yep. At very fair. <laughs> is uh, is any of the um podcast uh, services they have a thing where you can select on that? And then it opens up all the podcasts. Yeah, yeah, like the one that I use, it's called Podcast Addict, and it's like other podcasts by Very Fair Productions. And oh, cool! That and it shows all of ours. Cool beans. <laughs> yeah, uh, where where can people find your stuff, Austin Reno? Um, they can find it on the TikToking and the YouTubing. Um, <laughs> on YouTube, you can find more horror videos of uh, random projects that I've had. Um, feel free to dig very deep in there. Uh, I also have gaming videos. 
Um, TikTok, I'm always doing random shit. Sometimes horror discussions, other times memes, other times just random adventures. I'm in the middle of my day. Hell yeah. Uh, so I guess the only way to end this now is Austin's going to give me a horror quote and I'm going to give him an Ice Nine Kills quote and hopefully it's going to make sense. But it yeah. probably won't. We're going we're gonna to make a baby. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we're going to make a fusion. I was unaware that Austin and I are making a baby, but I'm here for it. We're making a Ford Fusion. (laughs) (laughs) This episode is sponsored by Ford. (laughs) Uh, All right. Today's episode is... Let me see. What do we got here? Indubitably. Indubitably. Oh. (laughs) This, uh, This movie quote is brought to you by in the year 2889. You can find this quote on my YouTube channel. But the quote is, I don't drink, I don't smoke, and once I gave some money to a drunken bum. You should burn, motherfucker, burn. <laughs> that kind of worked. That that home, it was like, hey, this is what I've done. Now burn. <laughs> <laughs> but hell yeah, uh, thanks for joining us, and you can catch us. On the next episode. (laughs) Yeah, stay tuned. Follow our Facebook page under the same name. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye bye. This podcast has been brought to you by Very Fair Productions. Uh, That's very fair.